Hello and welcome to Reality Daily. We're here to recap the first episode of Bachelor. Listen to your heart. And I'm here with the only other person that was willing to put up with this garbage for two hours. Joe. Joe, how are you? Petrified. <laughs> Petrified is the uh, the right word after watching that. I, I gotta ask you, Joe, what, what is your initial thoughts? Just uh, your overall summary after the first two hours of that show. It feels like I just watched a really bad episode of that show victorious and okay. every single person was a tenor that played acoustic guitar and by the end of this it's going to make me hate both those things oh like i enjoyed the show like it definitely started a little slow but it got a little trashy towards the end and listen i i'm trashy so i like trashy tv but at the end of the day like it just was so ridiculous just to see these weird cut-ins of like random people singing and playing music <laughs> it's just like, like what uh, why why is he singing like what are they allowed is this a challenge like i didn't get it um, they they just really want to impress these girls and it's like the only way they can do it is by singing their personalities aren't certainly going to save them yeah, I mean, I, I will say that there were some interesting, uh, eclectic people, and, and I'm sure we'll get into them. I think the best way to go about this is just to go through the, the, the eight couples and then talk about our, our, our fallen uh, brethren that have left this episode. So we'll go with the first couple, and that was Savannah, who decided with her rose that she was going to go after Brandon. Um, anything that you can think about uh, that you want to discuss about Savannah or Brandon? Um. Maybe yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't think so. <laughs> like they were like of the couples, they were the least focused on. So I could barely remember anything they did. Yeah, you know, they they mentioned Brandon first in the uh, like episode. Like as soon as it started, they said Brandon. You know, Brad or Brad. I think they referred to him at one point. It's like a military guy. You know, kind of seemed like an upright guy. And they kind of bought Savannah to me, in my opinion. As like, you know, somebody who wasn't very special. But then they kind of like had her alluding to when JC, uh, when, when Jamie said, I don't want any girl here that's, you know, I'm going to cause drama and then cue the music. And like Savannah comes in. So I'm, I still don't know if Savannah is supposed to be like, you know, a, a good person that is like sweet or she's supposed to be like the bitchy girl of the season that's going to steal everybody's like men. Or is she just like, you know, a, essentially a piece of furniture and it's not going to be particularly entertaining. So I still don't know exactly what to think about her. I will say the best part of Savannah, uh, Savannah's night, was definitely her her interaction early with Michael Todd. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the true couple of this episode. That was so good because like because like he he had the most douchebaggy like responses to things, and I was living for it. Like when he was like, she was like, yeah, you got nice something, and he was like, yeah, you got nice lips, and his eyebrow raised like the rock. <laughs> Maybe if I sing Hot Touch a few more times, she'll notice me. You know, I mentioned in the preview that Hot Touch was an awful song, and like finally people get it, and like people are like, "What is a Hot Touch, man? Like, what is, what is a Hot Touch?" Nevertheless, he was hands down the best part of this whole thing. He was so entertaining. He was like in his own little world. It is such a shame. It is such a shame that he went out on episode one because I really think that he could have been really, really funny as a good era. I would have gave my rose just to piss off the other girls. I didn't even know they were going to have eliminations. It was very odd because it seemed like the show has like the uh, the like Love Island slash Paradise Hotel uh, and even to a certain extent Bachelor in Paradise where basically there's always going to be a gender imbalance. And then you're going to have the, the, the gender that has more people 
um, there's always going to be a risk of going home. And that seems to be the case here. I think they're going to add a female next episode. So they'll have, you know, the men making the decisions instead of the women. So that that is uh, something to watch. And, you know, at least there's going to be some type of compelling end. You know, I was under the impression coming into this that there was going to be like a singing competition every episode. And like the losers were going to be the ones that go home. But apparently that's not the case. They only sing on dates, apparently, in the finale. Oh, yeah, the singing. Oh, yeah. boy. It's a lot of that. If you didn't know, you could, you could pretty much hear people singing after every commercial break. And they, like, edited in the singing. Like, I forgot who it was. I think during that date and you got those shots of Trevor just standing there all lonely-like. Like, when he could be socializing with seven other girls. Yeah, uh, it, it was it's, it's something else. But, uh, but moving on. Uh, Mel and Gabe were the second couple. Now, Gabe, we really didn't hear anything about. You know, they talked about him a little bit in the beginning during his, like, little packages. He talked about being Christian. But other than that, we didn't get anything about him. Mel was kind of like, it was kind of a shock because we, we assumed that Mel was going to take, um, uh... Matt. Matt, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Some of these guys, they just kind of blend together. But I thought she was going to take Matt because they at least went on the date together. And in fact, not only did they go on a date together, they went to see uh, 2005 Sensation Plain White <laughs> Hey, maybe next episode they'll see the All-American Rejects. You never know. <laughs> It's like it's like the first, second episode All American Rejects, third episode Blink One Eighty Two, fourth episode Rick Ashley. <laughs> it's just gonna get oh, progressive. Oh my God, no, Rick Ashley's too good for this show. I know, but yeah. So um, so they, they go and see the plain white tees. Uh, but apparently, uh, Matt did not swoon her over enough, so Mel picks uh picks Gabe. I, you know, I, I don't really get a whole lot from Mel either. You know, she kind of came out of nowhere too in terms of like Matt's like second interest. But I do think just just from the purple hair alone, she's at least going to be somebody that we're going to know is on the screen, right? Because she has like a physical like different look. Um, she's like one of the only people who has a different look. So. Yeah. And then next we had uh, Becca and Danny. Now Danny we didn't get a whole lot from uh, in the beginning, but Becca, oh lord, we got a lot from her in the package. Uh, uh, they, she had it. She was doing these crazy kind of like facial exercises, like you know, stretching her jaw out and doing like the me 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 type stuff because she is musical theater. That's her. That's her background. Oh yeah. When I when I was watching, like when you say package, you're talking about like those corny intros, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Almost but, yeah. like a Big Brother key. Yeah. This, those corny Big Brother openings. But when I was watching Becca do all those things, I'm like, okay, yeah, she is definitely a theater kid. No denying that. And then she comes on the show and she's practically non-existent along with Danny. I didn't even know there was a Danny when until she said, Danny, will you accept this rose? I'm like, who the fuck is Danny? I do think just because Becca has never been with anybody before, I do think that she's going to be like naturally like a good character, right? Because that's obviously something they're going to harp on. Like they wouldn't show her in the beginning if she wasn't going to be something special. And she really looks like a complete hot mess. So I'm interested to see how she's going to like derail like as the season progresses. Um, and yeah, D- Danny, we didn't get a whole lot from him. You know, uh, I saw him maybe in the passing, like in the back of certain uh, screens, but 
yeah, not a whole lot from him. Uh, the fourth one was Bree and Chris. Uh, this this kind of like they showed a little bit of this, but they really didn't show how it developed. You know, they showed that uh, that Bree um, and, and Chris were, were kind of like filling each other or whatever. I do know that both of them have a, a religious um, preference. I remember we talked about that in the the introductory podcast. So it does seem like uh, like religion is going to play a, a factor in bonding people together. I feel like I'm going to hate Chris a lot. He just seems like that guy that comes to over that comes over every party with his acoustic guitar and just whips it out whenever he's bored and wants attention. Yeah, it did seem that he got most of like, you know, we talked about like all the music clips and I felt like he got most of them, right? Every like like 90% of the clips of him were just by the piano playing the piano. Yeah, it you know I it will be interesting to see how this couple uh, develops, but I I can't say it will be entertaining. <laughs> so then we go to number five, which is definitely our our W what the fuck couple of, of the night, and that is a uh, Cheyenne picking Matt Cheyenne who wasn't even on the screen the entire episode, uh, who according to Matt is uh, you know one of the nicest girls he's ever met, uh, and and she decides to pick. Uh, Matt, who, you know, Matt uh, had a certainly probably the biggest storyline of the night with Rudy, uh, where it was kind of like a will they, won't they kind of thing. You know, he tries to make the moves on Rudy. Rudy kind of rejects him. The next day, uh, Rudy's upset because he kind of like uh, chose Mel over her for the date. Um, so it seemed like Matt was probably going to go home. And then, boom, he got selected out of nowhere. I guess you could say it was a pity rose because he was that bad. But I, I don't get it. Like when Rudy... Yes, Rudy. She's talking to all the other girls about what happened. They were all like, okay, yeah, this guy's going to go home. And then all of a sudden, she's like, okay, Matt, here's a flower. Enjoy your immunity. Yeah, you know, I don't know if this was just me. I don't know if you felt this way. But I actually felt like Matt came off as, like, a really good guy. Like, I felt like he came off as somebody that was, like, pretty apologetic for, like, the whole, like, miscommunication between him and Rudy. I do feel like he was relatively respectful to other people, like, in the confessionals. So it it does, it does, like, I do understand that, like, he can't come across as, like, a really nice guy. And I could see, apparently, since Cheyenne is so nice, I could see her, like, wanting to, like, give this person a second chance in the house. Especially if she was not having, like, a very strong connection either at the time. I, I can see this guy being the next douchebag of the season now that Michael Todd, my my king, is, is out. Yeah, uh, so um, number six was Julie, uh, Julia, excuse me, and Sheridan. You know, we saw a little bit of this. We really never saw, like, a, a, a really strong contender to who was going to be uh, Julia's pick other than Sheridan. To me, I always kind of expected it to be Sheridan, but we did kind of get that, that kind of, like, a... Uh, that kind of moment where like he plays the guitar and then they like suddenly uh, their connection like rises up a thousand percent apparently, <laughs> which is very cheesy. It, it's that acoustic guitar. I don't know. I don't know how 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 I I'm out of words. But when he picked, when he picked up the the guitar, Joe, did you think he was going to play Amish Paradise or White and Nerdy? Oh no! If I was Julia, I would have made him play a Weird Al song. Yeah, I don't care. Like Weird Al. Like I don't care what Weird Al song, just as long as it's by him. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna play "Eat It." Um, but yeah, so we'll go to the next couple, which is Jamie and Trevor. This is also a, a big, um, 
a big part of the episode. Jamie seemed to have the, who also, for some reason, looks like Lindsay Lohan's sister. I don't know why, but that's what I was thinking the entire episode. Um, but Jamie uh, kind of has this thing with, with Matt. Uh, they go and they sing Gravity, and everything seems good. But at the same time, Trevor, the the American Idol heartthrob that made uh, Katy Perry say very like uh, dirty things, uh, is it, the one that kind of steals her rose. Uh, any thoughts on Jamie and Matt and Trevor's kind of like love triangle? Well, I know Jamie was a dumbass looking at her profile and saying her favorite food is margaritas, but uh, but when she's like in the confessional. During the date, she's talking about how Ryan makes her feel safe and comfortable and all this stuff. And then it's the complete opposite when she's talking about Trevor near the end before the rose ceremony. And then it's like, okay, which member of production paid you to pick Trevor? Because this does not make any sense. Yeah, it, it was interesting. And then, like, the uh, the initial bios, as you me, was like, yeah, I've dated 100 guys, but I'm a one girl kind of gal i'm like yeah you're like a one guy a day kind of gal like if if you're going through a hundred in a year but she also says that she's been cheated on every relationship and that seems to be the topic of next episode seems like uh uh, natasha when she comes in is going to expose trevor as a cheater and then that is going to have its own little bit of turmoil i will say i do not believe like the jamie matt and uh trevor combo uh, love triangle is you mean ryan did i say ryan no you said matt (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Matt's, Matt's the guy who's in the love triangle. No, Matt was uh, with Rudy and Mel. Oh, I think I said Ryan, like, literally the entire <laughs> time we've been talking. Listen, when, when all these people come from the same modeling agency, it is tough to keep them apart. Yeah, but, I, but I don't I do blame think, you. They are all, like, it's like they all came out of a cloning lab. But I, I do think the, the Jamie, Ryan, and Trevor, like, love triangle is not going to end here. I definitely think there's going to be more of that to come, and I feel like that's probably going to be the focal point of the entire series. Uh, but lastly, Ryan gives his saving grace when Rudy, uh, who I also quite liked Rudy. I, I liked Matt, as I mentioned earlier, but I also kind of liked Rudy. I thought she came off as, like, pretty funny and, and relatively um, entertaining. But she saves um, Ryan. So what were your thoughts on uh, on her saving Ryan? Thank God, because like next to Michael Todd, the only thing that's going to keep me invested is this supposed cock contest with Ryan and Trevor. So <laughs> I, I'll take it. I'll yeah, take I, it. Unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to Michael Todd, uh, who... You know, we, we were very high on just, just like I'm looking at the website right now, Joe. Right. Like I'm looking on the cast profile. Look at Michael Todd's profile. <laughs> just the way he looks into the camera is so douchey that I'm so upset <laughs> that he's out. But, yeah, so he's out. Russell is out. He really got almost no airtime. I saw him in the background, but I don't even know if we got one confessional from him. Um, Jack uh, was non-existent. I didn't even know he was a thing until he was out. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm not shocked that the 38 year old country singer is like out of the competition with like 20 year old pop singers. Uh, I'm not surprised by that. And the last person to be out was uh, Josh, who was the guy who like left his wife to drive Uber. <laughs> oh, that was the guy. Oh my yeah. god. So he's out. <laughs> well, he, well, he must feel like a total douche right now. Yeah. I mean, granted, I don't think he left her to be on the show. Like, they, you know, he just hadn't been in a relationship since he was divorced. But he said that he went and, like, was a singing Uber driver. Which, but you know, he, just... he divorced her to basically become an Uber driver. And yeah. what did he gain from She's that? She's singing. Yeah. Well, he got, on, he got on The Bachelor, to be fair, but didn't get a confessional. So, <laughs> that's it. 
And um, uh, I was gonna I was gonna mention she had this not um Julia had this minor thing with Josh where Sheridan was like, Oh, she better pick me or I'm going home. But I'm like, yeah, she's gonna pick you because Josh has no charisma charisma at all and he looks like a thumb, so I think you're safe yeah. there, buddy. Yeah, I don't think she was gonna pick Josh because Josh didn't get a confessional that I remember. <laughs> God, it really. I I never feared for Sheridan's safety like at all. Um, but in future episodes, we're gonna have uh, Mariana. It looks like Natasha next week, and then Ruby. So we have three more individuals that are gonna be in the house. What do you want to call them? But uh, go ahead. I think that makes up the rest of the cast. It does. Okay. What I will say about this that really made me mad, Joe. I don't know if, if like this made you mad too, but you know they were like coming up next on like uh, like uh, Bachelor's to Heart, and it was like showing like a piece of drama from like the next bit of the episode, and then it said, and later this season, and later it shows people like singing like uh, together. I'm like, are you spoiling the couples right now in episode one? Like, are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Why? This is the Bachelor. They'll hook up in like two seconds and dump each other right after. So. But like the you, point is, is it seems like it seems like they're doing like they're doing these songs together on like the final episode where they have like Kesha of all people like uh like judging them and then but at the same time it seems like they're spoiling like who's gonna be like the final couples on the stage which is wait so a minute wait that was Kesha yeah I know I know she she has definitely took a a different uh a different look since uh. Coming back what into a, the spotlight. What a nosedive. Listen, listen, she's had a lot of personal struggles, so I, I won't I won't hold her against it. Her music is still pretty good, but yeah, it, it definitely was. Uh, I wouldn't have recognized her if it wasn't for uh, them saying Kesha <laughs> on the commercial. But, but but she can still do better than The Bachelor. I mean, yeah, she's I mean, Kesha. To be fair, like there was like a singing competition on ABC before American Idol came back. And it was called Rising Star, and the premise of the show is that America would vote uh, on if the contestant should go through. So what would happen is the contestants would 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 sing behind a wall, and if the contestant got like seventy percent of the vote, then the wall would raise, and they would sing the rest of it on stage in front of everybody. Uh, and then the judges had a, if the judges gave them a thumbs up, then their their percentage went up fifteen percent, and it was the the random judging panel of kesha brad paisley the country singer and ludicrous <laughs> really a, a mosh pit of, of, of different individuals there wait um wait isn't brad paisley on the voice no that's blake sheldon but it's oh. okay they, once again just, just like the bachelor uh, cast the, the country singers also kind of blend together <laughs> and they sing about the same things america yes. their trucks their guns and their wives yeah pretty much in that order but uh but yeah so so Kikesh at least has some experience with uh judging music competitions on abc but uh but overall joe what, what's your expectations for the season um i hope for the sake of entertainment they all start being complete trash bags to each other and they all start fights i have high hopes for rudy and maybe jamie I feel like she's going to do something stupid again, so I'm not holding her to just a high regard. But I, I have some hope. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, uh, I'm not interested in watching people fall in love. You know, if I wanted to see that, I'd watch a Lifetime movie. I really want to see people I, get really I just watched Survivor All-Stars again. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you, you definitely don't need a love story after you've already seen the best one in reality TV history. 
but yes uh so yes thank you everybody for listening joe thank you so much for being here uh and for reality daily uh tomorrow uh we're going to be talking about sequester uh they're doing a big brother us versus big brother canada uh contestants game we're going to be talking about quibi and their reality slash um a game show lineup including the gamey game show um singled out you know they do have a little bit of dating uh, on there as well and then next week we'll talk about the challenge a total madness so thank you all for listening and we hope to hear from you soon bye